0: Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one rumbly minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
1: Hey, and I'm Molly Balin of the website, littleredmark.com. And in today's episode, we're covering minute 52 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, we get some ground shaken from the ancient ones below. And Dana makes a very narrow escape from Ma Buckna. Oh, yes. And we've
0: gotten a few observations here that we're we're both just noticing (laughs) as we look at these minutes it's so crazy how you can look and look and look and then all of a sudden go oh wait a minute I didn't even notice that before so yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was um noticing that right here at the top of the minute like you mentioned we've got Hadley is pulling down the lever and the blood is flowing from the um the spigot Thing into a bowl and I always thought that then it sort of entered through some sort of trail of something into this relief of the of the fool right into this glass that the fool is holding up but mm-hmm. it really looks like it just like kind of seeping
1: out through the wall. I could have sworn that there was some type of feeding mechanism that went in for when Jules died, that there was some type of, like, crack that flowed through. It wasn't this, like you're saying, like, there's some sort of back wall feeding mechanism that actually fed into the carved relief.
0: Yeah, I can't quite remember, but that's how I feel like it happened before with mm-hmm. with her. Like, it always seemed like, oh, yeah, there was just something that, like you said, some sort of crack or something, but now... Just makes me, yeah. I'll just be looking at the the ones in the future, and just it's just different than than I thought. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we get this rumbling from from the the fires down below, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and as it's rumbling, I'm seeing you know as I look at this relief that the blood is like. Looks like it's seeping not only into the glass, but like maybe the other hand and the head. So it's like pressing from behind or something and then the rumbling's happening and the guys Truman's a bit surprised, but the other guys seem pretty chill and they actually think it's that maybe the the gods are excited and, and thrilled at what's going on.
1: Right, because you've got Hadley who's like, oh, you know, they're basically they're excited down there. And Siderson's like greatest show on earth. So what was kind of interesting to me as you were talking about of of viewing these minutes, you know, over and over again, is that even when I watched this movie the first few times, it never caught that anything was off other than these that the ancient ones are like, super stoked about how they're doing just a bang-up job. But what I didn't catch, which I understand from the commentary with Drew and Joss, was the intention was and sorry, spoiler alert, that you know, Marty being still alive, that actually the Ancient Ones are displeased that these guys aren't catching it. And that's not something that I ever intuited and caught. And that seemed to be something that in their testing with audiences and in general, people just Never really caught that that was the intention by this particular minute. And I'm thinking maybe that might have been the same for you as well, that in watching it, that maybe you didn't also catch that because I didn't catch that that was the intention. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't, I, I feel like they've mentioned before, you know, how reviewable this movie is. And I don't think that really is something that you, I mean, you might, but I don't think it's something that you would necessarily notice on first viewing because as far as we know, everything's. Dory. i mean unless we're unless we're mm-hmm. cued into that thing of um, that sort of mo- scary movie trope which is that the person was you know killed off screen then that oftentimes means that they're not dead so maybe if somebody's really familiar with that trope it makes sense to me that that it's not something that anybody would catch i guess
1: yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I find it kind of interesting in, in how, you know, when someone's putting together a movie and they're writing and there's this implicit thought that people are going to understand what you're trying to convey. And I think it's amazing to me that this went through a full production, right? With all of these people involved and all of these producers and people reviewing it along the way and testing it with audiences. And then to get to this point where, you release something and it's like, nope, nobody got it. Um, and then the other thing I you had pointed out, which I also thought was interesting, going back to mm-hmm. the, the relief carving, is that maybe this is because of the shaking, but you can see a bit of the blood pouring out. Right. It
0: kind of looks like, you know, if you're dancing like the fool, you know appears to be sort of looks like he sort of could be dancing that the the blood when the shaking happens the rumbling happens it looks almost like he's like oh I spilled a bit of my drink but it's really blood <laughs> spilling out of the <laughs> the glass that is drinking glass
1: yeah yeah I just reminds me of like a vampire having a goblet and because you know there's this trope with uh, all vampires come from Victorian <laughs> age for whatever reason, and they like to hang out and brocade and lace and have like uh, just elaborate environments and and goblets and I was just thinking that I would totally be that vampire that just lost motor skills like didn't quite translate all the really excellent like physical attributes and I would totally be that guy who would just be split <laughs> spilling all over the place and in some time of a party, so I just like I feel like it's talking to me <laughs> specifically. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think you had mentioned was the the relief looks cracked. Like, right. So we were
0: wondering, like, if Hadley and Sitterson seem, you know, they're they're bracing themselves a bit, but they don't seem that surprised that. um, And they even say, like, uh, they're getting excited downstairs and greatest show on Earth that. It's not abnormal for this type of rumbley response, which also gives credence to us Mm -hmm. not thinking that they're angry, you know, but also that it looks like there's a patch job maybe or kind of that there's a crack here that's been sort of, you know, patched a bit before so that this might be a -hmm. kind of regular occurrence or something.
1: Yeah. And that was something that I kind of wondered before in a previous minute of if this is an American trope, right? Like this is a ritual that's really very specific to American culture and these particular horror tropes that does this get reused? And this kind of lends some credence to that and that you have this broken and that it's been used previously and thus required both cleaning and repair to be right. able to use again. So...
0: One thing I noticed, too, is that then, you know, after we see the guys rumbling and sort of bracing themselves is that you see Dana in one of their monitors and she's kind of ducking and she's getting the rumbling, too, which makes sense. But but that surveillance, mm-hmm. the angle that the camera's at and her seeing, it, it just gives you a good reminder I don't think any of us have forgotten, but a good reminder that these there's something happen <laughs> happening in a cabin in the woods that's very real to that person's experience. and then there's also these people in this environment that are observing it from from afar and that there's a camera on her. And so it's just Mm -hmm. it's just a I like that little reminder. And that's then then we kind of zip right over to her in the room and see that. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I I think that her and then soon we're going to run into Holden is that they're wigging out a bit, but they're not they haven't lost their composure. They're still able to make some choices, even though this doesn't appear to really be earthquake an earthquake zone, you know? But, like, something's shaking and happening while this is going on, and it's kind of freaking her out. And then she's still, within seconds, trying to make sure she can secure herself
1: safely in this room, if possible. That transitional shot that we see about her being... On the monitor and it's mm-hmm. her face is like a blur. So it's shaking so hard that whatever camera they have in there is just not even registering her as having a clear face. And it just makes it a really nice bridge to coming back in and her being like, like you're saying, like, I don't know that these guys are in a California subduction zone necessarily. So um, having that level of earthquake vibration doesn't necessarily make sense but then again they're being attacked by zombies so maybe all that shit's getting thrown out the window in terms of sense and reason the other thing as you were talking that and i just it's so it's so amazing just when you pick up on minutes but the the painting Mm. is up behind her right that crazy ass painting right right because she put a blanket on it before but the blanket's off and it's just it's just chilling up there. And I hadn't noticed that I was kind of curious. And I, I even, you know, took this little minute in to try and lighten it up a little bit because this mm-hmm. portion that we're looking at is just so in shadow, a little bit challenging to see all the, the different objects going on. But so she pulls up a, a suitcase and puts it up onto the bureau. Right. Um, and I was just curious about like what, or how you interpreted that. Cause I didn't really understand If she was like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here and I'm grabbing my stuff out of the bag, or I didn't really catch the why of that. I was
0: thinking that instinctually she was just adding, you know, and it's not not something that would really work, but just adding more to the pile of something in front of the window. So just like if it was, Mm -hmm. if there was another piece of furniture, she would have grabbed that, but she first just sees this because it looks a bit too high for it Mm -hmm. to be something she'd be then maybe opening or closing or adding anything to but it is yeah i mean it doesn't really doesn't really make sense it's not like oh once i get this on top then this will be really heavy and nobody
1: will be able to get through (laughs) right this is totally zombie proof now that i've got my my masonite up here like we're we're good yeah, I just, I watched it a bunch of times and I just couldn't figure out why. But now that you say that, it totally makes sense. So yeah, she's bracing herself and and what comes out here is uh, a Ma Buckner <laughs> oh, arm. So just gnarly. Shoots right through the window, man. It's like, just, just totally Superman style. She just plows right through that window with no regard. And then the other thing I thought was kind of interesting here because she's that it's another trope of that dead hand that's Mm -hmm. that's coming out to grab you you know through the window but she she steams up the window right ma buckner steams up the window yeah
0: that's interesting so there's she's breathing i guess that's what it is implying that she has warm breath within her yeah trippy yeah because it would have been pretty easy for them to digitally remove that right so it seems mm-hmm. like it would be intentional.
1: Yeah, that's what I caught out of that that it was an intentionality that she's it's I mean it's creepy like I have it frozen here. I have this still up and it's It is. Just,
0: it's gnarly. <laughs> it's like you and I got to be on Cornetto minute and we got to see uh <laughs> a zombie's face like smush up against a window and that and this reminds me <laughs> of that <laughs> oh my god totally she's totally.
1: like there's something looking, about that. the
0: way i have it paused she's like looking into my soul right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god totally totally i kind of want to write in the steam <laughs> <laughs> you know how you steam up a window and you're like, I'm going to write my name or the totally. stars or whatever. And yeah, so after the disturbing sense is gone, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to write in it. But yeah, I thought that was kind of curious because we theorize about the type of zombies these are because there's lots of different types of zombies and different types of intellective zombies and speed of their movement and whatnot. And so this was especially disturbing to me because I think the implication is wow, they're like fully animated and and they really are resurrected as beings. Like they're breathing, they're, they're, they're alive. They're
0: strong. They're, mm-hmm. yeah, they're moving with intention. They're quick because she is quick as fuck.
1: Oh, <laughs> and my she's God. reaching around
0: with that arm. She is grabbing. I mean, she doesn't seem like something that's shambling and shuffling and parts are kind of falling off of her or anything like
1: that yeah she seems way intact and and fast and (laughs) you know greatest generation like she's she's definitely that's the when everybody had organic vegetables i guess but yeah she's just super fly strong and then she dana uh tries to barricade the window a little bit and then we get this really lovely shot of that big ass toothed saw that just like just just plunges right in front of her
0: yes yeah it's another real horror movie kind of a visual there with her Mm -hmm. open mouth and and worried face and then this huge all those big teeth you really get that her
1: you know silhouetted in
0: front of her for a couple of seconds it's great.
1: Damn. I mean, that is a serious saw. I'm just really impressed with that. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> it's a big <biggin>. one. <laughs> Damn, that's like a serious lumberjack saw. Oh, there's this other shot. It's so quick. You know, I wish they would linger a little bit more here. But there's this other shot with Dana trying to to get across the room. And Now, because she doesn't want to be trapped in with a zombie, understandably, but there's this, like, really quick shot of her face, Mm -hmm. Ma Buckner's face, and she's kind of... Girlfriend's got some cataracts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just just creepy. Just creepy.
0: Definitely. So yeah, yeah. And then Dana runs across the room. So it's it's she seems like she's doing what you would do, you know, run as far away from this, this window with a zombie coming through it. And she's pounding on the door. And then uh, because we're, as, as we uh, may recall, those doors closed and locked, right? Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in a real mechanical kind of way. Shump, 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 they all close. So, <laughs> And then uh, we get a bit of a Holden to the rescue. And Holden has gotten one of his lamps. And so now we're really, you know, our, our Scooby gang is doing um, a great job of using what's in the room and what's available to them. Or he takes this lamp and busts through the two-way slash one-way mirror (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's using the bottom of the lamp and the base of it and just bam 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 and and you know breaking away and I really like this because I feel like it's got a lot of realistic motions that he's got here he's really breaking through and then he's kind of clearing the path so that you can tell he's gonna pull her through. And it looks like the way mm-hmm. she like climbs up on the furniture and, and jumps through and he pulls her at the same time, it looks like they're doing it in a way that would have the least amount of cutting her as possible. It just mm-hmm. seems like a smart, mm-hmm. coordinated move with the two of them. that I, I just, I really like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I totally, I totally buy her launching in and him giving her the the dirty dancing assist totally, through the window totally. hole. <laughs> I think the other thing that I kind of dig about this aside from like you were saying being able to, to to clear out that the the shards from around the the base was I was just thinking, you know, all of this we've, we've had so many times where these guys have been launching themselves off of furniture, right, right. you know. And I just feel like this is the the olympic test of of now you can really put that into practice when you really needed to, you know. It's not just for funsies anymore. Yeah, yeah, this is a
0: real hurdle, a a good hurdle needed, and she's up to the task. Mm -hmm. Totally. So yeah, then they uh, fall on the floor into his room, and then it's uh, no rest for the the weary. They've got, (laughs) um, now is that also... Her coming through a different different window, uh, Ma, or
1: is this a different creature? I think this is Ma still because that's the bureau. So they're looking at the bureau from inside of the other room, mm-hmm. Holden's room. So yeah, I think they're they're still trying to escape. Yeah, because they're they're grabbing the bed here. Well, she's like the bed um, to try and and block right.
0: But I was thinking that it was the bureau now that he would have shoved in front of his window, right? Mm. Because it's not like they take his bed and then run it through the window
1: or through the mirror and then go to her side, right? No, no. I think they... My interpretation was, is that there's that shot where they're looking back through the, the mirror hole... At the window with the bureau that she had run up against, you know, that Ma's trying to break through. And they're looking to block the window, the mirror hole with oh, the bed. Oh, the mirror hole. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> mirror hole. I, don't, I okay. don't know. I feel like there's a, a better term for that, but I can't think of one in this moment other than mirror hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the space formerly occupied with a two-way mirror yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah when they go to to grab the bed to block that which you know i get it you know you're just trying to you're just trying to survive but ma does have a saw so i think you've got a limited time before ma's gonna saw through like a shitty mattress so i mean still
0: yeah you work with what you have you work with with what you have interesting yeah
1: okay so this is where they lift it up and then they find the cellar door, trap door and the floor.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking back at the bureau in front of the window thing. Cause, yeah, I'd always interpreted that basically Dana had her bureau against her window and that he mm-hmm. had a, a bureau against his window and that basically Ma or one of the other zombies was then going through his window kind of like mm. that's what I always thought it was so
1: oh that's a good
0: huh so now I'm just kind of looking to compare because one thing is Dana's room has drapes and I don't think they're it, it's hard to tell because of the darkness but it doesn't look like there's drapes next to and it looks like it's the bureau is covering up more of the window but
1: I don't know. Mm. It it,
0: it could go either way. Maybe if other folks want to chime in, they can be in the Gabin in the Woods group if they have any thoughts on whether that is one. It's just interesting when you break these up minute by minute and you're looking at just you're looking at things that you'd assumed before. Right. And then kind of going, oh, Mm -hmm. my assumption could be wrong.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've know I've, I've had plenty of those where I presume something and upon research and further inspection was like, Oh, my God, that was a dirty lie. So I have to completely (laughs) recontextualize the story and what I'm looking at now, in light of actually accurate information. So yeah, and that could totally be the case. I would totally buy that. Because I mean, I'm, I am confused slightly. Because when I look at there's a a brief shot of once they go through the mirror Mm hole, I'm just gonna keep calling it that. Dana does look to her right and then it shoots over to the zombie popping through and it's so dark that I can't tell if that's I still think that's Ma. Now that I have it paused, I think that's still Ma trying to come through. Although it doesn't matter because Ma can totally obviously if she can shoot her hand through a window, she can totally shimmy herself two feet over to another (laughs) window. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's not like it's preventing her from doing something you know, it's not that big of a space. So, but yeah, I'd be curious what the the folks out there might think if this is Ma just shimmying over trying to get into the next room or we're looking at a shot from where Dana just came out from. Yeah, I'm curious too. So yeah, and
0: then as you mentioned, they, they pull up the bed and then Dana looks down and sees, all right, there's another hatch to presumably another section of the basement. So jolly good, mm-hmm. perhaps.
1: Yes, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I like that. Jolly good, perhaps. We, we shall, shall see. see. Stay uh, tuned. So <laughs>
0: speaking of stay tuned, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up
1: episode 52, about minute 52? Nope. Sounds good. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with these guys. I'm excited for them to get down to yeah. the basement. Sort of. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up for today,
0: and you can always find us at cabinminutecast.com and uh, we'll see you back at the old cabin. Yay! Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.